going international to the NBA world, the Charlotte Hornets. And that's, I'm very... Hornets. Hornets. <laughs> the Char- Hornet. How do you the say Charlotte it? Charlotte Hornets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me do that again. Do you pronounce it Hornets? <laughs> Charlotte Hornets. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 13. 13. Lucky for some, unlucky 13. for others. Sorry, I had to get a bit of Huddo in there. 13. Huddo. You're not Huddo. You're Barks. And you're right. You are Barks. Barks, welcome. Episode 13. Th- thanks for the warm welcome, Jules. Yes. Well, uh, it's pretty good, actually. We should, we, we've never actually mentioned that it's part of season one, so we don't know when season one will end. It's probably the end of the year. But I thought we are going to... Episode 13. I thought we are going to wrap it up around Christmas. Yeah. No, that sounds good. So what is that like? Four more weeks. weeks. Four more weeks. 18. Yeah, we'll go 18. Yeah. Matthew Lloyd. Not bad. And then bigger and better for season two, isn't that right? Yeah. If we, but the thing is, if we start <laughs> yeah. season two in January, we're going to have fifty six episodes in season two. <laughs> yeah, I've always wondered. Like, do you go to like oh, episode one hundred and something? Like I feel like that's not. a real flex. If you're doing more than, yeah, like if you're doing um, episode hundred. Yeah, I saw. A bit, sorry to um, get onto cat talk. I saw a app before that I thought of you, Jules. I don't know if you've heard of this, but an app that is called Meow Talk. Oh my Meow god! Talk. I read about and this. Apparently, <laughs> apparently you can hear what your cat is trying to say to you. I know how much of a cat freak you are. I read about this and I didn't think they'd released it yet, but it's available. Meow Talk. I don't know, the dude is on sunrise. The dude is on sunrise. I'm gonna download. He's trying to get his cat to meow and it wouldn't do it. Yeah, you can't get a cat to meow. That's just stupid. Meow talk. I'm sorry, everyone on the podcast. You're going to have to listen to me downloading Meow Talk. Meow chat or Meow Talk? The cat translator. Oh, my God. Meow Talk. It's it's the same. It's such a shit um, small talk to start this episode because we've actually got a very exciting episode to come up. We do. I'll let you down. Do you want me to let you download the app? No, because I can't remember. Oh, do I know my Apple ID password? All right, well, nobody get up. Nobody cares, Jules. (laughs) The guest this week, we've obviously would have revealed it by now, but... We're diving into a bit of a different space. So full-time Twitcher, among other things, correct me if I've gotten other, uh, this wrong, but a few other titles, James Cripsy Williams we had on this week. And I'll say your mate because you sort of started from um, your beginnings, which you touched on nicely in the pod. But I thought it was a very intriguing chat and one that I guess I didn't really know what to expect because I don't know too much about um, streaming, but quite intriguing. Yeah, I think the thing with streaming is that everyone just thinks that you just jump on and play a video game or you do something. But it it's probably a harder content production because Cripsy's doing it day in, day out and like trying to keep people's attention for for prolonged periods of time when you're just opening a box of cards. Well, like, like legit, that's what he's... Not to sell him short, yeah. but like that's what he's doing or he's playing FIFA. Like why why would you tune in to, to watch someone play FIFA? And that's that's where the content production comes into it. Like, he's mm. making it into a production rather than just him going, "Oh yeah, kick that goal. That's great." Um, yeah. And if and t- sorry, 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 sorry. And he t- and 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 he touched on um he touched on it being more of like a show, didn't yeah. he? Like it wasn't just it's it, it's funny like you say that like why would you watch someone else play FIFA when you can go in your living room and play FIFA? Yeah, exactly. Um, and he if you ever watch his streams, which. I highly recommend you do if if you or anyone you know is interested in the world of esports, jump on and watch Cripsy TV on on uh, Twitch because 
even if you don't like video games, it's it's more entertaining than watching other shit. Like I swear to God, I watched him commentate a game of AFL Live during the the hub life, and it was more entertaining than watching BT. It was more. It was better. Like he could get a job on wow. Channel Seven. BT sucks. Also, yeah. I mean, Cripsy. From what I got out of this chat, he does have a he does have a voice for it. Like you know how like you speak to these people and you're like, all right, I get it now. Yeah. Like you hear him talk and you just you straight away get into it. But I mean, speaking of it, should we go? I think we should it? go into it. This is a great chat. So enjoy. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone else out there listening, we're really lucky today because we've got one of my favourite people in the world, uh, mostly known as Cripsy, to his family and friends known as James. We've got, we're lucky to be joined by Cripsy here today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Cripsy, before we get into it, I, just a little bit of a background, I, I want to... Um, Sorry, my cat's also losing his shit. <laughs> playing with something he hasn't played with in months, but a bit of background here. <laughs> So, um, Cripsy and I worked together during the, the lockdown period and the way it came about, Cripsy, out of the goodness of his heart, has his own massive Twitch channel, didn't need Carlton at all, but, um, reached out to us and said, Hey, I would love to host a stream for you and get you set up on Twitch. And after I reckon about six or seven weeks of persistence on his end, we finally got it over the line. Um, and he did a, a massive job in helping us create some content uh, during the lockdown period that was it was really fresh and gave fans a great way to engage. So, and ever since then we've um, we've been chatting on and off. And anyway, I'd like to introduce um, one of the greatest guys going around, Cripsy. How you going, mate? Uh, thanks, Jules. Thanks, Parks. A little bit. I like that round of applause, Parks. Like that. <laughs> Sorry, Very nice. Like Thank you. Look, uh, I, I, it, it really was, a, you remind me of those, um, that, that, that waiting period where I feel as though at the beginning, I think you guys from the social team were like, oh, what are we going to do with this? And then after four or five weeks of me hassling, I think you guys came around and thought, you know what, you might have something here for us. <laughs> um, and it, it was a blast. I love doing it. Um, and, you know, I, I appreciate the, uh, the call up to be on the, on the podcast as well. I've seen, uh, I've seen some very special guests and I can't believe I'm on that list now. You know, I get to say I've been on the list. So uh, I'm really excited. Um, and I can't, I, look, I know lots of the, lots, lots of the pod. Uh, I've actually submitted my own eggs in the past. Um, they haven't actually made it on the cast, which is really disappointing. Um, but I can confirm that I've seen some great stuff. So I'm going to really enjoy this. Excellent. You're lucky number four on that um, historic guest list, Cripsy. Mm. Oh, so, thank um, you. <laughs> we we know a bit about you, but as as for our guests, they might not. So introducing the one minute brief. Let's get stuck into it. Welcome to the one minute brief. Your time starts now. Um. Firstly, your nickname and why. I actually uh, a bit of a play on uh, words from a younger age. Um, my very first gamer tag was. I mean, this is embarrassing, but it was Master Space Snipe with a three instead of an E. I reckon I was probably about 12 when I made that. Uh, and then, uh, so you can imagine the cringe as I grew up a little bit. I was like, oh, this isn't great. Uh, and then I went to, um, I was thinking, oh, Crispy, nah, I don't know. And I was like, I went to Cripsy, Lil Cripsy AU was my next. 
uh, and then Cripsy AU, and now obviously known as Cripsy uh, TV, just just because you can watch me live kind of thing. So I thought TV sounded kind of cool. In hindsight, that's still a little bit cringe. I like Cripsy if possible, but you can imagine having a five-word uh, URL is really hard to get. So uh, we'll have Cripsy TV for now until we buy the rights for Cripsy. That's what I say. It sounds like that first corny hotmail everyone has. <laughs> oh, um, mastersniperlive.com.au with a three. Seven. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was exactly it. Barks with um, an at instead of an A. That's what his would have been in a dollar <laughs> sign instead of the S. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't even know. A Ford instead of an A. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like um, that. What's your job title for those that don't know? Oh, I don't know. It's hard, right? Um, live mm. entertainer, um, Amazon freelance video producer. Um, I just call myself a live streamer. That's, that's, that's mine. Depends on which documents you like. Depends on what the title of the content is. <laughs> Um, this one might be a bit tricky, but you can have a bit of think of it if you need to. Favorite bit of content you've worked on? Oh, wow, that's tough. Content that I've worked on. You know, Jules, I, did I'll... you not send our man this list before we go on live? No, we, we've, no, we've you, gone like a fresh here. Straight, straight him. in. We've gone. Nah, this is how in. I like it. I like it on the fly. Jules knows this. <laughs> um, I, I actually will say, I think my favorite, my favorite content would have to be the Carlton stuff, and and uh, and I think. The reason I get to say that is because a lot of the people you work in the industry um, in, in, in gaming or live streaming, for the most part, um, they, they're aware of how it kind of works behind the scenes and um, they understand, you know, uh, that you're dealing with live, um, you know, whether it's technical faults because a camera's not working or a microphone's not firing up or whatever. Um, whereas with the, with, the, with the boys, the Carlton lads, uh, the players themselves and Jules, obviously Jules knows what's going on uh, and he's in the calls with us, but the players don't maybe necessarily understand what's going on. And, and that free flow content that I tried to provide I, at times felt like a challenge just because I didn't want to pry too much. Um, but I wanted to get some stuff that you just don't see. And I feel like in esports and gaming, people really want to put themselves out there. Whereas I think the players just wanted to be themselves. And that ended up working in our favor, which we, I think anyway. Um, and, it, and it really provided some great content, some great banter. <laughs> Last but not least, a non-work skill you rate yourself most in. Could be anything. Oh, a non-work skill. Um, mm. Okay. I mean, I, I, I rate my barbecuing. I do rate my barbecuing. Nice. I think I'm a decent uh, on the Webacue. Get that going. Um, not sponsored. Uh, but, <laughs> <First> just, sponsor. <laughs> but just, but uh, just, I don't know. I, my dad's always been a barbecuer um, and I got to watch him. Uh, you never take the tongs off the, the main never. chef. All right. But I got to watch. Uh, every now and then I'd get, you know, go get a beer or something and I'd, you know, get, get to turn the snags. But uh, for the most part, um, I, I would say that my barbecue skills are all right. Uh, but I've got a long way to go. A long way to go. Nice. That concludes the one minute. <laughs> it's a, I, don't nice. was. I don't know what you're doing either. You're bowing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> now that we all know you a little bit better and we're, we're, all, uh, we're all friends here, we're all, everyone, mm. everyone feels like they know a bit of Cripsy. But tell us how it all began, mate. Like, how did you how'd you get into gaming and then how'd you get into streaming? It's um, probably something that's a bit newer for when you talk about a content production type mm. job or whatever you might call it. But, like, how did it all start for you? 
How did it all start? So uh, I'll, I'll start with the gaming stuff. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, would, I would have to say my very first memories of gaming uh, would, would be um, FIFA 98 on the PC. Uh, it was the road to the World Cup. Um, and my dad, uh, we had a PC, it was a windows 95. Um, it, it, you know, it chugged along. You'd have the, the, uh, little, the little, uh, dial up, you know, <laughs> trying to send an email, you know? Um, and essentially we had, uh, we had FIFA and, and he'd say, come and play. And we, we jump on and he just beat me every time, every single time. Without a doubt, he knew every cheat, every little glitch um, to the point where it'd be a goal kick uh, with the keeper and he would place his player in a particular spot uh, and it would always hit the player and it would just come like back to him and he'd score a goal. Like it would, <laughs> uh, there was nothing I could do. There was, it would just, it, it just ruined me. And, and it, that sort of drove me to want to win, you know, like that. That that sort of I don't know. I was thinking about it. If that was 97, 98, I would have been six, five or six. And that drove me to want to win at that age. And that was just against my dad, <laughs> let alone my friends. As I was growing up, I wanted to be really, I wanted to beat my friends in every game. And I don't know whether he meant that, but that is what happened to me. Um, and so obviously as, as my age, I guess, as I got older, I got new consoles um, and I sort of joined competitive gaming in about 2009, 2010. Um, we competed sort of, um, Around, around Australia, so Brisbane, Sydney, and Melbourne. Uh, then I decided I wanted to do, help do events. So help set up those events, and, which was really, really cool. It was a different type of thing because you're not playing. So you're dealing with players, you're dealing with tech, you're dealing with, I guess, setup, you're dealing with shutdown, you're dealing, you know, you're dealing with so many things that you, take, you, you took for granted by being a competitor, you're now behind the scenes and, and you're dealing with set up with rules and, and organization, registration, all that kind of stuff. So for me, it was a real eye opener to um, competitive and, and how all that works. And I think it was about 2017, I think it was, or 2018, I decided, you know, I'd like to stream. I'd streamed in the past, but nothing seriously. I thought, oh, why not? I'll fire it up one day and we'll give it a go. And uh, I, I guess you say the, the rest is in history because it's a long way to go. Uh, for me and, and, and content and live content, but that at sort of where we were and, you know, I was in my parents' bedroom, I had a microphone attached to my headset and it sounded like I was talking through a, like a little metal tin. Um, we had a, we had a webcam that was about four years old that was stuttering. Um, and now we're running with uh, some pretty cool equipment. Um, which, uh, you know, uh, it's just an amazing to see that, that transformation in, in such a short time. I guess that's um, it's such a cool story because Bucks. I, d I don't know about you, but I don't think my dad would be able to pick up a any sort of computer game and and play like I had a hard enough time trying to get my dad to go out and have a kick with me, let alone jump on and play <laughs> FIFA or <laughs> AFL. No. So I think that's like such a cool thing that you guys can share, and then it's obviously shaped what you now do. Yeah, I think the I think the thing is he could he couldn't pick it up again. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. Ever since that, I think that was the last time he tried. Um, so I think that that's sort of that more for him. It was you know at, at the beginning it was more of that education. Uh, he we just happened to have FIFA, yeah. which I could play with him. Um, uh, now yeah, now I I just beat my brother on the odd <laughs> occasion, and uh, anyone that takes me on, I, I try and give it my best. <laughs> 
<laughs> my dad, to answer your question, Jules, my dad was big on Mario and Nintendo 64. Oh. Like Gold Star, whatever oh. the, original, the original, but he loved that. I reckon he'd still play to this day. We'd jump on this, <laughs> we'll jump on this weekend. Let's throw it back. Uh, can I say, my parents, uh, we used to have a 64 uh, to play you know, Mario Kart. Uh, my mum would never let me race on Rainbow Road because she thought it would uh, wreck my eyes. Oh, um, the so I actually missed out on Rainbow Road. I used to sneak it in. Like if I if they were like out of the room or something, I'd try and like get through and they'd be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, oh, sorry. Like, Accidental. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I was doing like, a cup and Rainbow it just came Road. up. <laughs> yeah, it was Rainbow Road. Like look at all these colours, you know, like it, yeah, that was my poor experience with uh, Mario, but for the most part, it was uh, pretty positive. Usually it's like sneaky uh, soft drink or like chocolate bars and here <laughs> yeah. it's Rainbow. <laughs> Rainbow Road. Rainbow Road. Like a kid in a candy evil. Side, just my eyes would light up like, oh, my God, the colours. <laughs> the, the evil Rainbow Road. Um, <laughs> to follow up sort of that introduction, for anybody that sort of has zero knowledge of gaming as a career, can you sort of, I've got to follow up to this, but can you sort of summarise how playing video games can be a full-time career or, a full, yeah, a full-time job? That's tough. I mean, <laughs> throw it so that's a tough question because there's so many as- aspects to gaming and, and then turning that into a career. Mm. So you, you could look, we'll look at it from a pure gaming perspective. I just purely game. If I do no other content but game, for the most part, and this is um, sort of why I try and I pass this on to the people that watch me, a lot of people say, why don't you play competitive anymore? And I think for the most part, playing the game competitively, you have to be in that top 001% of players to make it. Yeah. And, and by making it, I mean, that's making it onto a team at an international level, let alone, you know, challenging for trophies, titles, prize money, and whatnot. For me, I, I, I love, I, in what I do, there's a live chat. So I react to that chat. I read that chat. I talk to that chat. It's a live, for me, it's a live experience. And that's what makes it live entertainment for me. Uh, don't worry, you, anyone out there that wonders how gaming can get you anywhere. My parents said that for three years. Where's this going to take you? you? Get out of the house, get out of your room. And sometimes they still say it, but it's very rarely now um, <laughs> where they say it. But it, it certainly, it's certainly about where you take that. Do you take that into a, you know, do you want to do live events? For example, uh, as a gamer, you're like, cool, I want to participate in creating gaming live events. Go and study live event management. You know, that's what I, that's what I started to look at. I was like, cool, I want to do live entertainment, uh, live, live events. Can I do an entertainment? Can I do management of that kind of stuff? Uh, for me, I hate school. I hated school forever. Um, I got to year 10, I finished year 10 and I was out. I was done. Get me out of here. Um, whereas for other people, they're more driven. So that could be a route for them to look into gaming and still participate. You know, we have amazing expos and um, events here in Australia. I think of uh, ESL who do their big IAM events. Um, you know, we have the we have the big gaming expo at the um, exhibition center as well, which has we have Nintendo there, you have Xbox, you have PlayStation, you know, you have gaming companies that are creating the games. They're all there. It's a fantastic um, environment and they're always looking for workers and staff. So even if you're not managing it, you're still participating in it uh, from a, from a staff level. So, uh, I mean, even working at EB, I worked at EB games for four years. Um, You're dealing with customers, but at the end of the day, you're dealing with gamers for the most part, you know, people that love games. And for the most, the majority of the time, 90% of the time, you're not even talking to them about what products there is. You're talking about what game's coming out next. So there's just so many avenues that gaming can take you. Uh, people want to create their go- their own games, you know, which is 
unbelievable, you know, um, and here in Australia, we, they're working really hard to make that uh, more viable as a job. So um, I don't know if that answers the question, but I feel like there's a bit of an understanding there that it just goes from just picking up a controller. Yeah, I think it does answer the question. Follow up though, um, mm. is there a common misunderstanding to it? Uh, before, I think about, I guess before streaming, I was just playing games. I think, I think, you know, between that competitive era um, to being a part of events in that period where I was just playing the games, I was just playing games that didn't, is that a misconception that people can play games and that's a bad thing? No, but it's more so that can you, can it, is it constructive to your life anyway? Is it a, is it a pressure? Is it a pressure valve that you can play a couple of games a night and it just releases everything? The tension goes from your work day or whatever it is and you can sit down. I think people um, maybe the misconception of gaming is that you have to be a nerd and you have to sit at a desk and you have to play video games for six hours. For the most people, they've got a game on their phone that they play on a casual level. You know, like that. I don't think about Snake. Snake was the most earliest form of competitive gaming that we ever had. Like on our in our hands. You know, we 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 played Snake, and um, you know that's that. It's always been there in one form or another. The question is, is um, you know, do people even think about that as oh, I don't game, but I play Candy Crush. You know, like oh, so you do game? That is gaming. You know, it is it is gaming. To think of it in that perspective. yeah, because like Barks, you you jump on COD every now and then, but you probably wouldn't think of it as yourself as a gamer. Like, I mean, it, it's it's you're oh. right. It's it's like a misconception of, or yeah, misdefinition maybe. Yeah, maybe a misdefinition. Yeah. I mean, Barks is now like, oh my god, I don't want to be named as a gamer. Like he's <laughs> yeah, he's going to change <laughs> his like bio no, I mean, gamer. I'm, I'm you know, proudly. I'm, I'm glad they say. Yeah, I'll play. I'm glad they say like I'm a gamer. Like, I'd, there's been multiple times Jules and Noah like, can you shut up? Like, I'm trying to have a lunchtime concert. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think the you interesting kind of... thing to this just just on that is uh, you wouldn't say that, for example, we had Sam Walsh. Uh, we you know we had Setters and yeah. all, all, all the Carton lads. They all play games, did they not? Like they yeah. they they were all yeah. gaming. But you wouldn't say, oh, Mitch McGovern's a gamer. No, he's a football player. But he loves that. he games it's you know that, he loves the game that you know? were talking about you're so right it's like they come home and they they still competitive but they don't want to be like competitive in a different way i guess like yeah you're right they're competitive to their close circle yeah uh as opposed to on the on the leaderboards um i guess like this has always been a question of mine and i've i've got to admit i'm not a game i'm completely the opposite way like i don't even have a game on my phone i think the closest thing i have to a game is a calculator but <laughs> what Jesus if Christ. you write some if you type some things in the calculator yeah, and turn it upside down yeah you can do, it's, it's fun yeah it's a game nah but I, that made me sound like a real loser but i guess i've <laughs> i've tuned into your stream and what i love about watching your stream is that you, you just lose the fact that it's a gaming stream you, you you kind of you forget about that and i've watched you play fifa i've watched you commentate afl live i've watched you now unbox um playing cards so i want to know yeah. like What's your approach to content and how do you kind of keep it fresh to keep those thousands of people coming back regularly and just tuning in? Uh, that's so tough because, um, you know, there's so many trends that occur. You, you know, we, we talk about, you know, my staple is FIFA and people know me as a FIFA streamer and breaking from that shackle, I guess, of people know me as that 
um, and you touched on um, the AFL stuff. Um, what well, we commentated on uh, what the grand final. Yeah. Uh, we commentated. Um, we 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 watched AFL games. Uh, we didn't have the content being broadcasted, but we were sort of co-casting it. Uh, how do you keep that fresh? How do you keep that different? I guess the thing uh, for me is that what I find enjoyable makes it easier for me to read the chat and try and make it as enjoyable for them, even if it's content they don't understand. So for me, I don't, I don't say, um, I don't say this lightly. I think, I think I'm actually quite good at FIFA in the sense that I don't have to focus too hard to have a good time, like, or, or win. I get to sort of, that is almost for me what happens in the background. It's what happens in the chat yeah. that makes it really, for me, what makes my experience as a streamer um, and makes the experience for me even better. So if I'm playing a game like Call of Duty, there's something that's new to me, I actually get less time to have fun because I'm focusing on, on what's happening. Um, and that's with the playing cards as well. You talked about the playing cards. We, we, we open boxes of cards, which who would have thought uh, <laughs> that would happen. Um, and, we, we sort of, that's that it's, it's different. It's, it's fresh enough. I understand, you know, I, I, I can, I can take it at my own pace too, yeah. which I think is really cool is you can, I can dictate the pace of what's going on um, with, with, with different pieces of content. And as I said, there's, there's games that people say, Oh, can you jump on? I'm like, Oh man, that, that changes my perception of the content that I can provide, I guess. Yeah. So I guess like it's, it's about, you have to enjoy it to then produce enjoyable content for everyone else, right? Like that's that's what it comes yep. down to. I think I think for the most, I think that'd be most streamers yeah. that would say the same thing. Yeah, I mean, even for you guys, right? You're prof- you're you're creating content, and I'm sure that there's parts of content that you're like, man, we really have to do this, even if we don't really want to. Yeah. AKA, you know, whether it's certain articles or whatever it is. However. Um, when you're doing when you're doing the really cool the cool puff stuff and I and I've mentioned this before privately to you guys yeah. but the content that was provided over lockdown for us in Victoria but you guys did up in the in the hub was massive for us as fans at home yeah you know that was for you guys that would have felt like an everyday uh, may have even felt like a little bit maybe not a chore but challenging at times because you're away from home. Um, however, for, for us as fans, that insight and that content was unbelievable because that's what we had. Yeah. We were stuck, you know, we were stuck inside. So that was a really, uh, that would be an example, I think, for you guys. There's stuff you don't enjoy as much and there's the stuff that you can just let loose on. Yeah. It's a, it's a good way to sort of explain it to, like, I love hearing the different side of, we didn't come on this to talk about Carlton, but, like, the different <laughs> side of what we produce to how it how it comes across. See, I guess we, we touched on it a little bit as well, talking about, I mean, you helped us out, but this year particularly we saw more and more sports teams getting involved in Twitch and game streaming um, as a whole. What are your feelings towards that and, like, the content that we, we kind of pull from having athletes involved? But do you think it, it detracts from Twitch as a platform or do you think it adds to Twitch as a platform? You know, I think, uh, I think it really depends on the sport and how they approach it. I think that for a lot of sports that in America, it's, it's, I'll, I'll go with America on this one, um, a lot of their NFL stuff they actually do on Twitch that you can actually watch the game live on yeah. Twitch. Um, there's a few few games a week they choose whether it's one or two I can't remember how many I'm not a huge fan myself however you you're getting this I guess you're you've got people on a website that may not watch sport they're obviously on this website 
while not watching the sport on another platform, whether that's through a streaming service or anything like that. They're not in the lounge room with their parents or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, they're on Twitch. So they're looking for a younger demographic in their eyes to see their content and see the future of the sport um, or, or help grow the future of the sport, I suppose. I think it really comes down to what the goal is. You know, I, I, I really think that if players of teams, for example, want to get involved in a gaming level and they're gamers, I think that's really good stuff, you know, and, and they want to, um, you know, they, they want to put that sort of mixture in of, of who they are as a person or, or as a personality and with their, what kind of game they like to play. But I feel like there's certainly seen times where you, you, you sort of see people really stretching the mark and, and stretching that sort of, blending there's someone that doesn't probably doesn't want to be there or they don't really game, but they see a potential with the young audience or a younger audience. Um, and there's times where it just doesn't blend and it has to be the right. I think it has to be the right mixture. You've got to have the host that understand it. You have to have the, the maybe the players or the player that, that does game and they're in their comfort, they're in their comfort zone, I guess. And, and, finding that middle ground can be really tricky because there's so many different personalities of play and there's so many things of play. However, you know, like you look, I think, I think you see NBA, I think golf is doing it as well. Like the NBA did their sort of their league thing, uh, golf. Um, so the PGA had the players, the actual golf players playing uh, in tournaments oh, nice. as well. Um, yeah. So, so it's, and I guess, uh, you see, the F1's another level. I, the way I F1 do it, and I've, I've mentioned this to you guys um, privately, with your content ladder, um, I actually think the F1's do it unbelievably. Um, they they have this, uh, I don't know, maybe they're not restricted by, um, you know, the, the worldwide restrictions because, you know, there's some broadcasts that you can't see, like the Premier League stuff you can't see on Twitter because we're in Australia. Uh, but F1 just seems to be global. And I can jump on Facebook um, the next morning and I can watch a five minute highlights package of what happened the race six hours beforehand. The F1, the way the F1 content happens is so easily accessible that anyone can watch it. Whether the players are actually racing in uh, the cars or they're actually were racing on Twitch um, at the same, it was, it was unbelievable banter. It was unbelievable content um, because the racers all know each other and they race, they race on the F1s in the simulators anyway. So the content's so easily blended. Yeah. For so for, for so many ways, so that's the tricky pit. Is how do you how do you blend it so it doesn't feel awkward? I think that there's there's two good points in there. It's number one, you've got to have people that are deadly keen on being part of it. Actually, there's three good points. Yep. You've got to have a great host. I think we talked about that um, throughout the year. That it, that was part of the difference between again, not to pump up Carlton, but that was part of the difference of our stream compared to. Um, perhaps any other team stream is that rather than just let the players go and people can watch it, you've got to have some, it comes back down to that engagement. And if the content is not engaged, if people can't get engaged with the content and the players, then you kind of lose out. Um, and the third is of, of course yep. access. Like if you, you can provide more access than, um, than people get on regularly on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or where else they're consuming, of course, they're going to, make that switch over to a platform where they can talk to the players or they can get this other insight into them. So yeah, I think, I think, I think athletes in, in my perspective, I would love to see more Twitch stuff get done, but not in a way where it's, it bastardizes it in any way. Um, it's got to remain. Yeah, I, I, that's the tricky bit though, right? Is yeah, how do you make that happen? I think as well, it's, it's easy to, it's easy to forget that, you know, 
the players or a player or a personality, they have their own yeah. life. You know, like it, it's so, I think as a fan, you know, uh, I'll, I'll use Carlton because I'm a huge fan. And, and, you know, you see these guys, you know, go out there for 120 minutes, you know, a week and they're knackered, you know, and they're training three, four times a week. They're knackered. Mentally, they're knackered too. You know, they're doing their coaching stuff. They're doing their board stuff. Like, and you, you want you want them to do more in a way because it's you know that it's really positive and you know it's really awesome in reinforcement to the fans and, the, and the, especially the young players you know they the young the youngsters they love you know they love their heroes out and about and they love getting pictures or whatever but it's so hard to find that balance because they've got a life as well, you know, and, and that's the really, again, that low work-life balance would be even trickier at that. I think that higher level. Not wrong. One thing I, I enjoy with this sort of talking about athletes doing it. And I guess specifically like your Mitch Robinson's mm. your, there's an Anthony Drumick for the NBL. Yes. Um, plenty of people in the States. I think Ben Simmons even does a bit of it. <laughs> I find it really interesting to sort of jump on, and I think you talked about it before, Cripsy. You like the engagement. You like talking to people. It's almost like a bit of a live show as opposed to what you're actually playing. And you did it with Walshie and Setters as well, how yeah. you actually get to find out a different side of the players and athletes that you wouldn't normally. Like I, I've tuned into Ben Simmons, whoever it might be from the NBA, purely just to – I don't I don't care about the game they're playing, just to see that side of yep. them. Like that's that's a space that's growing and growing and – yeah, that speaking from someone as obsessed with basketball, I love tuning in purely for the person. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll go on Robbo here um, just because I, I've seen a bit of his work and um, I'm a bit of a man crush. He played enough games for us where I can <laughs> appreciate him. Um, but I, I think the way Robbo, Robbo does it, and I, and I think it's tough too for, um, for players because you, you can have a sinker of a week. Yeah. You know, you can have a stinker weekend, you know, and then you chuck on the live stream on a Tuesday afternoon or whatever after training. And the first comment is, geez, that was a rubbish performance, you know, or, <laughs> yeah. or what was that? You know, like, you know, I think that's really tricky. Um, you know, maybe for, maybe for a, a sport like the NBA, for example, there's so many comments that fly in is they don't just stick. I think, you know, when you're doing AFL and there's not a disrespect of Robbo, this is just where, so the AFL is on a global scale is that, you know, you'd have enough time to read a lot of the comments, you know, um, yeah. because, you know, and, and that's where it might get tricky. And that's when it kind of, you know, at the end of the day for the majority of it is banter, um, but it still stings, you know, that stuff can still sting if it builds up enough. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's, um, for, for Robbo, the way he's done the transition is really good. And I know that the, I think his, his podcast, he has his own podcast um, that he, he does when, when COVID wasn't on, um, that he was speaking, he was getting exclusive access to, you know, the high end, some of the upper echelon of players, you know, um, and you're getting these really uh, different views. Um, I think he had, I think he had Crips on at one point um, and, and um, you know, how he pulled that off. I don't know. There must've been some money deals or something going on there. Again, here's some time, but that's, I guess for him, that's the great, I mean, I don't know if you remember, we had Razor Ray Chamberlain. Yeah. We had Razor Ray, so a Robo streaming AFL. We got a we're in, we're we're doing a commentary with him and and um, I think it was a Collingwood player. I can't remember that. A Myacek. Yeah. So it was Mitch Robinson versus our Brody Myacek. They were playing. Uh, I was commentating with another. Uh, um, uh, his name was Twisty, um, and we were commentating this game, trying to get them bantering. At the end of the game, and then uh, we're like, "Oh, Razor Ray!" And, and Robo goes, "I'm going to ring Razor Ray right now." <laughs> 
and uh, raised, he got raised and on a FaceTime <laughs> live on Twitch. And and obviously, you know, the media dictates how Razor's seen. Yeah. I think, um, and I think there's a few commentators that don't really rate Razor or think that his personality is a bit over the top. At the end of the day, what I saw of Razor was no different to what you would see on the field, and the banter was fantastic. It just shows that that's mm. the type of person he is, yeah. and it's actually no different on the field. And I and I and I had a huge level of respect. Um, sort of more so when I saw that it wasn't a show, it was purely that is Razor as a human being. Um, and we need to see more of that of our umpires. Um, and I talk about our umpires in the AFL, I think all umpires and, and all referees in sport um, <laughs> deserves the utmost respect. But seeing that at a different angle just shows you that they are human um, and, they, and they are deserving of the respect. Whether they get a decision right or wrong, you know, that happens, things happen. But it was just one of those moments for me. I was like, you can't get this anywhere else. This is this is live at its best. This is gaming. This is content that you cannot get anywhere else. Try and tell me that some player on a field would call Razor at the end of a game <laughs> and get him on an interview. No way. Maybe you to know, abuse like him, it was just, but that's it was, about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the odd text message. You know, and hearing that from Robbo saying, you know, we are friends yeah. with not only just you know, we are friends with these guys. You know, we are friends with opposition players. We know that. But hearing that yeah. is different to... Hearing that from a player is different to that the media, I guess, circus. Yeah, it's, it's an important thing to um, sort of touch on the person behind it. But there's a throwaway comment that I said to Jules the other week about... Um, Getting David Roden on the purely <laughs> because everybody loves the way yes. he goes about his, his goal. On. He doesn't nothing to do with content, but let's have like David Roden. You can do a on, best five, top five, yeah. surely. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, Jules, you look like you've no, got something to say. No, I'm just bloody enjoying the chat box. This is my enjoyment face. You don't see it very often. <laughs> well, I'm so. Yes. What is that? What are you doing? Well, I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm sorry to cut your enjoyment, Jules, but we've stolen enough of Cripsy's time. So I'm going to wrap us up by saying a massive thank you. I've, I've personally, I thought I knew a bit about you, but it's it's very interesting to see what um, get, goes on and what, what your world's about. So thank you for being a guest on the Content Catch-Up. In all seriousness, thanks, Jules and Barks. I really appreciate uh, the opportunity. I love it. Um, maybe in the future we'll, we'll get to do it again in maybe a different format. We can we can do it over a coffee or a hot chocolate or a boost smoothie, <laughs> whatever whatever sort of goes on uh, down your yeah. way out well, here. The it's, morning, yeah, morning out here beer, it's fancy. morning beer didn't really go down too well. <laughs> that, yeah, no, yeah, we thought a beer, but I thought oh, something a great start <laughs> to the day. Could you imagine yeah. spilling it all over? That'd be great. <laughs> on you, Kusi. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. Take care. Thanks, guys. Uh, thank you. Content catch up. All right, Barks, we're back from that um, great chat with Coopsy. Um, uh, I think we covered it pretty well when we we introduced him, but it, just a great insight into what actually goes on and how much work goes on into producing a successful stream. Um, and you heard a little bit about how he got into it. It's kind of a nice story, the the aspect of having your dad kind of push you in that direction and just something that you can you can keep going on with and it's nice that it's now a career for him i mean that's that's what he does yeah absolutely i think it um he was quite open about obviously how he got into it and then also about what people might think about streaming and gaming but he's probably a bit unfair and he touched on um his parents telling him for years <laughs> and still doing it like what are you doing how is this going to be a career and no nah, it, was, it was really it was really interesting oh fuck it <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. It's, it's, it's Sunday barks I'm not being able to talk. <laughs> Someone uh, needs to hit control alt delete on barks and reset him. He's broken. 
But no, it's intriguing is the word you're looking oh, for. I was in, in the middle of it, interesting and intriguing. Um, <laughs> you know, it was, it was very intriguing, Jules. And um, yeah, yes, thank you for was. thank you for bringing him on board. It was a good suggestion for me. I think we've got to thank uh, Cripsy. If we're gonna go behind the scenes, we messaged Cripsy on Wednesday night at like I want to say nine thirty ten, and said, "Hey, mate, um, any chance you want to jump on the pod this week?" Thinking maybe we'll do it on a Sunday morning. He's like. Yeah, I could do it tomorrow morning. And <laughs> yeah. we're like, yeah, all right. Yeah, that, that works for us. So thanks, Cripsy, for making yourself so available. And as I said, we'll give uh, you'll find all of Cripsy's details if you want to watch him stream uh, in the, the Twitter or Instagram comments. So just have a look and make sure you, you do go and watch at least one because you'll have a great time. Even if even if you you've never if you've never watched it or don't really think you'd be into gaming, just check it out just to see what a different. I guess if you're curious, like as we asked, like how how is playing video games sort of the base of a career and it's a good little insight but on to something else Cripsy helped us with this week Jules egg of the week egg of the week yeah my my voice <laughs> was better Pete egg of the egg week of the week and Cripsy made himself very clear that he he's a bit disappointed in us a few weeks ago I think because I think he he must have sent us a bit of a inbox about his own egg and you have to excuse us, Cripsy, if you're listening to us, because I mean we've got to sort through thousands of letters weekly to sort of check out which <laughs> which eggs we want, and yours was obviously missed. So, and yes, I said letters, Jules, physical letters. mail. <laughs> yes. um, but should we, should we get get him to kick us off with this egg of the week with the guest egg of the yeah, week? Yeah, let's a special edition of guest egg of the week. I'll give it to all right, big Fev. Right, I'm, a big, I'm a big Carlton man, and I tell you what, I tell you what, the big Fev. Had a moment on Twitter. I can't look. I can't even remember. It's I blocked it out. It was, it was the um, Simo um, and Cruz retirement. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I'm getting deep yeah. on this one. He's, I mean, he's you've back. set me off. All right, you've set me off. So as big car man, Cruz my number one player. That he was my he was my. I don't know. I just loved it. I loved it. I don't know. I love skinny Lappin before him. So the short skinny and then the tall and monstrous. Um, and Cruz came in and I was like, I love this man from the beginning. And obviously Cruz had an incredible career. Unfortunately, a lot of injuries along the way. And uh, Kate Simpson, obviously, um, what sixth all time, four all time, most games. Um, at Carlton, um, an unbelievable warrior, um, one of the all-time greats, I'll say, at Carlton footy. Um, and he, uh, they obviously retired at the end of the year um, and Big Feb goes something along the lines of, how could you put, you know, how could Cruz and Simo walk off together or something like that? One's been, you know, obviously um, injured, but the other one's been a great. And I was just like, I was so angry because Fev knows footy culture. Fev knows how that works. Um, and, and I mean, I don't know Simo personally, I know, I, but I know that he would have wanted that yeah. because they, they were at the club for, together for so long. You know, they, 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 what, Simo, what, 2003, maybe? I'm just guessing. And I'm going cruise 2007. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm guessing yeah, yeah. here at that point. But I'm saying they've, they've been through highs and lows. They've played finals together. You know, um, they've won wooden spoons together. They've been in that journey. And then Fev to come out and basically say, why is Cruz walking off with Simo? 
absolutely just tore me apart. And I commented and he blocked me. <laughs> and I, that was my submission for Egg of the Week. It was embarrassing. And the next morning he woke up, he deleted the comment and he said, oh, my Twitter was hacked or something like that. But I was just like, that's, I'm, I'm so disappointed. And it really hurt me um, to, to hear that from someone that we idolized, yeah. I guess, and we love so much. Um, mm. So that was my Egg of the Week. And you know what? For this week, that's my Egg of the Week. <laughs> there you go. Our first ever uh, guest I, Egg of the Week, Bark. So we're, guest we're, egg we're of the rewriting week. it. We'll get, I'm about, I'm about <laughs> three months late, but I love it. All right? So that's my Egg of the Week. He doesn't even have an egg, <laughs> but he's getting one. Right? Bark. So Carlton legend getting uh, egged there by... Cripsy. I, I think this is, might be the, the time to say once again that our views are, are not the views of the Carlton Football Club. <laughs> <Yeah>. and uh, <laughs> We have no, no nothing to do with this. This have, is Cripsy's egg. We should have a pre-recorded one of them because I think we might need to overuse it just in case. Jules, do you have I, – I told you I didn't have one, but I'm going to bring one to the table, but I'll let you go first. Yours, yours okay. Um, so – we're in the tis the season for re-signing um, and players re-signing as well. Um, and I think, prefaces, I love Essendon. Essendon's my team. They're, they're my boys. Um, through rain, hail or shine, players leaving, coaches leaving, they're, they're my team. Um, get, bring tears to the podcast. Bring tears to the podcast. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share what uh, a couple of things that happened. Are you egging them? I'm egging Essendon. So Jaden Laverde re-signed uh, a contract extension during the week. And I'm going to start this off. Essendon always have the slickest graphics. They're like, they always seem to do something really, really cool with it. Like they go to the X amount of effort, like to the next stage. Out. Is it Ben? And yeah. Ben Lawson. Yep. Yeah. He deserves ben it. Ben Lawson. Well, there's two Bens, the Bennies uh, down at Essendon. But, and Richard Calais as well, ex-Carlton uh, video Video man and Grayson, they just do a good job. They're a great team. Um, just putting all these things together. There's so many moving elements in a lot of their design. Um, so Bucks, you see this like nice little nice little graphic here announcing that Jaden's resigned. Looks really sleek. Nothing wrong with it, right? So far. All right, I'm gonna stop sharing that and I'm gonna share what they actually went oh, out no. with. Have you Can you see what's going on? I'm here? not overly familiar with it so i don't know if it's spelling is it spelling oh Jaden. uh jad <laughs> how do you spell Jaden? jadian jadian laverde classic one of the digital jadian oh, laverde jadian actually that's classic that's a that's a classic um that's a big egg it's <laughs> check everything yeah, before you it post it probably too often that we all like to admit but it's funny because that one doesn't even look. I must say, I, I'm not too familiar with who this dude is, so I didn't really tweak straight away. But it, it's not even one yeah. that looks like it works. The D and the Y swapped. Oh, well, it happens nah. to the best of us. Yeah, it does happen to the best of us. But I just thought this was funny, and and this first comment on uh, Reddit absolutely sums it up. Media team writing Jadjan instead of Jaden in the graphic <laughs> just about sums up how thrilled I am to hear this. Oh, poor, poor Jaden, actually. Jadjan. That's that's rough. Poor Jadjan. <laughs> Sounds like a Star Wars character. People, fuck Star Wars. People are very quick to screenshot. Yeah. Anyway, that's my egg. Essendon, egg. Check your spelling. <laughs> Mine is also re-signing players. It's, in, it's back in the NBA space. Um, Dwight okay. Howard, you know him. Played for the Lakers last season. Yep. Um, and it had a good season. People, so people probably expect him to re-sign there, but he was a free agent, so he could go. 
wherever he chooses. So what does Dwight do? Let me share my screen firstly. Dwight the journeyman Howard. He's played for everyone. He's played a he? lot. So he tweets out. A lot of NBA <laughs> players like to do this once the news is official. Yeah. Um, and can you see that? So staying right where I belong, Laker Nation, I love y'all. Purple and gold never gets old. This claim is disputed. Purple? Did he get hit with it? No. no, so tweets that and he's glad to be back. But one problem, Dwight, you'd want to make sure that you're actually back. An hour later, yeah. an hour later, he signs with the Philadelphia 76ers. This, <laughs> he went too early. Oh, no. So did he actually get hit with this claim is disputed or did someone Photoshop No, I him? think that's right. So I think that's oh, one of the shit. latest Twitter things that comes up. We've seen it with Donald Trump a lot. He got hit with a fake <laughs> news tag. So basically, I think um, someone was tweeting about this, that he, he, there must have been some sort of verbal agreement with Dwight and the Lakers, and this is this might not be too yeah. accurate, but I think it's sort of accurate. But um, some sort of verbal agreement, it's told to Dwight to not go with it because um, it's just a verbal agreement, but it's there. And what does Dwight do? Heads to Twitter. He goes with tweets it. Tweets it out. Um, apparently, apparently, the Lakers didn't, like, there's no contact for around an hour, and then signs of the Philadelphia. Egg. Egg him. Poor Dwight. That's rough. Well, yeah, I mean, if you call 10 mil a year rough, poor Dwight. Shall we get over it? Yeah, true. But, like, who wants to move to Philly when you've just won a, a title? You know what's funny, though? Like, he's a vet, as you said, he's played for so many teams. Surely he'd know better. Do you reckon LeBron's behind the scenes going, no, 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 fuck it, cut him, send him to Philly? <laughs> I don't know. He's LeBron done. Run, we don't LeBron need him. runs the Lakers and the leagues. Lebr- yeah, LeBron runs the league. I think that's where he could have stopped it. Um, Okay, guys, wrap it up. Are we gonna are we gonna allude to some special guests coming on in the next week, or are we gonna keep it a, a mystery? We teased drip, it last week, didn't we? We can further drip feed it. Why don't we give away give away the two sports? Yeah. Um, so, Jules, uh, kick us off with the first one. We've got someone coming in from the NRL, which is the National Rugby League. Oh, yeah, uh, which is very. I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Not a familiar space for me, but um, intriguing nonetheless. Yeah. And secondly. We go international for the first time. I know. Making waves. The borders are closed, but we're still flying. <laughs> that was really sort of corny, but cool at the same time. We're going international to the NBA world. <laughs> you did it again. That's, no, I'm very... Hornets. Hornet. How do you say it? Oh, no. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Let me do it again. Hornet. Do you pronounce it? Hornet. It's not Hornet, it's Hornet. <laughs> Charlotte Hornets. Fuck, I better not do the intro. Barks, we, we've tried filming this line about four times in a row now. But we're, this is, you, you've teed this up. We're going international. We're going to the NBA and we're going to talk to someone from the Charlotte Hornets. Wow. I'm very excited for this one. And the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets. <laughs> no, so he, oh, we'll, actually, we'll leave it there. There's our two guests lined up. We don't know when, we don't know when, um, exactly they'll happen but probably next week maybe we might have two in one week a couple of big episodes coming around um and then also a couple of normal episodes that where you can just chill and vibe with us and that right vibes vibes that is right vibes um yeah so thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of content catch up episode 13 is done and dusted um yeah big shout out to cripsy james cripsy williams for jumping on late notice as we said but um it all worked out, and we let us know what you thought, think of the chat, everyone. Um, head to the socials as usual. 
at Content Catch Up, YouTube, all that jazz. Jules, you'll shit house, but good good effort. <laughs> I was shit house. At least I could say Horner. No, no, nobody <laughs> needs to know that. Plenty, plenty of editing <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> all right, everyone. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for coming Charlotte along. Hornets. Hornets. Yeah, got it. <laughs>